You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Meadowlands, number two. And the Eagles fans. The Eagles fans. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back once again to another episode of the Philly Specialist, your favorite podcast. I'm Eric, joined by my co-host Dom. Today is a remote episode, so uh, Dom is actually home talking on his USB microphone. Dom, what's going on, man? How's how's the house? It's it's a uh, it's nice. Um, I have all the lights off uh, to represent my mood. I am cloaked in a. Uh, blanket of sadness uh every day waking up is harder and harder knowing that i live in a world where the philadelphia eagles are this team uh this sucks uh yeah man but other than that i'm doing pretty good <laughs> i'm glad to hear it um yeah i uh i don't even know where to begin man they just there's just well, no it seems to be getting where i can't believe it's worse so so for the readers, uh, listeners' sake, uh, while you, where were you Sunday, Sun, uh, Sunday uh, during the weekend and and uh, during the Eagles game? So I was away uh, this weekend. My fiance and I, we were supposed to get married October twenty second. So just a few days ago this year, and due to COVID, we pushed it back. So we decided to celebrate. We went down and you know spent a couple of days in Universal in Orlando. And so during the game, I was trying to watch it on my phone while walking through Epcot. Right. So you were you were in the uh, happiest place on earth uh, during the Eagles game. And I was sitting in front of the TV, which is crazy because that was actually dubbed the unhappiest place on earth during that football game. Uh, it was hell. Well, let me tell you something. Getting it like secondhand via Twitter and then like being able to kind of tune in little by little as I went was like, it was like a nightmare because I knew I had to watch it. Like I got in that night and I watched, like I found a replay and I watched it and like, it was like, like, you knew it was coming and you still suffered through it. It was like all the sadness with like none of the hope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, so you asked me before this to, uh, to look at the condensed game to get some notes together. But uh, what I had built in because I was updating you and Damo were uh, pre-made notes of how I felt during the game. Uh, so I have my notes ready. They, they aren't a, they aren't very uh, detailed, but uh, uh, four fifty nine. miles hurt looked bad. Offense looked to have game planned around him and now looking frantic seven, seven, Derek Carr looks like Montana. This defense sucks. We suck. Game well fumble. Turn off the f- turn off the phone right now and enjoy the butter beer. <laughs> and then I <laughs> I went ahead and still messaged you later. Defense can't stop a nosebleed. So I think that's a pr- pretty good recap of of how that game went. Uh, you had gotten to me right before or right after the Miles injury. So that was about right where things started to fall apart for this team. Yeah, um, I rewatched that game when I got in that night, and I was I, at first I thought it's funny. I watched the first drive, and I was like, "Wow, like they 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 fooled me." 
Like, and I knew we lost the game in spectacular fashion because I had heard all about it and I'd seen some like ugly plays and stuff. But then I saw the first drive and I was like, "How did it, how did it go so wrong?" Because I thought the first drive was was like impressive. I mean, they I, they had me excited. Hertz was under center a little bit more. It seemed like they were using a little bit more of the playbook. There was an emphasis on the run game. I mean, the best pass of the day took place on the first drive that he dropped it in the gutter. Um, you know, and and on a play action from under center, no less. You know, so it was like okay. So, so the playbook's coming around. Like, wh- how how could it have gone wrong? I mean, I knew Miles had gotten hurt, and and then I found out how it could go wrong. <laughs> Everything went wrong. Everything. Yeah, yeah. It it was it was an ugly it was an ugly game for sure. Uh, the the offense after that first drive, which looked. Like everything we were asking for last week, everything that we went through, all the the miles run under center, making it easy on your quarterback, uh, and then like they tied it up, and then Miles goes down hurt. So we were still moving the ball pretty well on that second drive, uh, and uh, we punted, I think, and then they went ninety six yards and put up fourteen, went up fourteen nothing, and then Gainwell fumbles, and it was like this is the most hopeless feeling in the world. It felt like we didn't touch the ball after the Miles Sanders in- injury until after we were down 24, nothing like you could blink and the game was uh, uh, totally turned on its head. It's, it's funny because, you know, w- watching it just now, I, I thought Hertz was falling apart already on the second drive before, before miles was even hurt because he comes out, misses an open Smith way low and behind then runs from a clean pocket on a play that multiple wide receivers were open for a first down. Now he ended up getting a first down on that on that rush, but it's just like a, a symptom of him just taking off from clean pockets constantly. And then to end that drive, just this like weird ill-advised pass into Ngakwe. And Ngakwe had a great day and honestly punked my boy. He he was all over Mylata. Yeah. Mylata had his worst game in like a year and a half. Yeah, he's still the man. He's still, he's still. I still believe he's a great player. I mean, there's no reason not to. One bad game, and he's been jostled around all over the line this year. Right tackle, left tackle, right tackle, left tackle. But you know, Ngakwe was all over the place, and Hertz drops back, and Ngakwe's like already in his face. He just threw it like at his chest. Like he's yeah, l- he's think, lucky I that think, wasn't just I, taken I back. That. Yeah, that that was a pick six waiting to happen, man. That was yeah. It, it was like it. it Watching this team, I, I don't know what's going on on the offensive side of the ball. I know Hertz doesn't look right. He doesn't look like he's a he's an NFL quarterback at this point. And uh, you know the play calling just reverted back to what was shitty. And it's like with this defense being so bad, it's like you are on razor thin margins. If you're not scoring, it feels like if you're not scoring and getting up early, like by a touchdown or two, it's like this defense cannot cannot put you in a position to win and then it doesn't help when the offense is just going out there and missing layups on throws and and if you're not missing layup on throws your offensive line was getting dummied by uh, a pretty good defensive line in in uh in the Raiders but I I wasn't expecting that either it was just it was just one of the most painful games I've had to watch I think in a long time I mean the the closest I can think of was a couple years back against uh the Saints uh, in the Superdome, I but I was at that game. game. Talking about, yeah, 
Yeah, I was at that game and I got to leave at halftime and go back to Bourbon Street. So in this case, I, I uh, stopped midway through the game to eat lasagna with my family. And then when I finished the lasagna, I came back and the game was, you know, you know, I only ate for like, you know, seven minutes, five minutes of game time. At the During that time, I think the Raiders scored like two touchdowns and I just came back and I was like, this is this is just the worst. Yeah, the well, worst Car, stuff ever. Car was tearing them apart and... You know, I they have they have big problems, and I I, I really don't I I'm not ready to to say I'm done with Sirianni yet because I still think there's some haze around around like the offense. I think there's more to see out of Sirianni, but I'm done with Gannon. I am so done with Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of on the end of uh, you know I say this, but I'm. I'm going to watch next week, and be, if anything comes out good, I could change my mind. It's a week-to-week league, but right now I'm just so aggravated with both of these coaches, so very much uh, done with Gannon and Sirianni. I mean, today that press conference with Sirianni talking about being a uh, – uh, we're all flowers and, and uh, are you fertilizing every day? I'm just like, y- you got to learn to read the room, man. I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm yeah. so – like, so over both of these guys. People don't like that like corny shit when you're losing games. They just don't. Yeah, if, if you're a winner, you can like say whatever. Winning. I, I mean, I'm all right with it when they're winning. Like I love Doug Peterson's uh, uh, ice cream, ice cream oh, yeah, stuff. Ice cream. Like that yeah, was great because we were winning. And guess what? When we were losing, I didn't want to hear it. You just you got right. like I don't care about the silly T-shirts that he wears anymore. I don't like the Ted Lasso impression that he's been doing. When you win games, you can do that shit. But right now, like. Like, especially because this team very obviously has a like a discipline issue and has like a like I don't think that they respect him at all. You got Fletcher Cox coming out and 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 talking about the scheme this this week, saying, "Oh, I don't get paid to play screens." They're basically not asking him to rush the quarterback, and everybody's been up his ass for it. You know, it, I just think I think there's a big a disconnect here between the coaching and the players, and he's got to. He's got to figure that out, man, if he wants to be here for another. And I don't think he's a one-and-done yet. I don't think he's in that territory yet. But if he wants to be here past 2022, he's got to get that work down. He's got to do it fast. Yeah, yeah. This week has been one of those weeks where, like, I was – it was such a bad loss. Like, you know, there's not much more to talk about in the game. But, like, you had to – it was was such a bad ass-kicking that you were kicked so far back that you had to look at the big picture again. And I found myself getting all types of re-frustrated with – the the front office this week more than anything. I'm just, like, looking at it and thinking and seeing – Carson Wentz win another game in uh, Indianapolis and looking at uh, Jeremy Chin looking like a pretty good player and you get to watch uh, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf and all this stuff and you're just like, and I have to listen to uh, the equivalent of two 13-year-old boys coach my coach my team right now and it's just, it's it's a sad state to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan right now. It's, there's no no nice way of putting it. No, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not the best. It's not the best. I've been struggling to find like what what I thought would be a fun thing to talk about is like right now it's like the the game we get to play for like the next ten weeks is how do we fix it who do we focus on uh, what do we do and it's just like I have no idea what this front office is even 
going to try to do to address this? Like, are we going to trade three, these three picks for a quarterback? Are we going to pick one and play this game again and give, you know, run back this coaching staff? I just, I, it's such a great time in, in Philadelphia Eagles sports. Cause we just, we don't really know where this, uh, where this team's headed. I mean, it feels like it's going downward. Um, I feel like we're pretty close to rock bottom. I don't know how much further down we can go. I mean, next week we're, we might lose to Detroit, the, a winless Detroit team. You know, we we may lose that game. Yeah. They, they played they played the Rams tough last week, and uh, yeah. I'm not confident. I'm 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 not confident we're going to beat that team. Are you? No, no, I, I'm not confident. Like going through, like trying to put together notes for like keys to the game. It's like. I shouldn't be having to dig into the stats of like the the zero and seven Detroit Lions and and try to think of like keys to to beating that team. And it's just like I I just have no faith in this team to do anything right right now. So I I mean I wouldn't put it past them to lose in this game as well. No, they certainly could lose this game, and and the, the, that's what kills me. We were talking a couple weeks ago about winning games against teams that are beatable. You're not going to beat KC. You're not going to beat Tampa. You're not going to beat Dallas right now. You know, but we wanted to see them be in games against teams that are beatable. Carolina, you know, we won that game even though we tried hard to lose that game. Uh Atlanta. Yeah, and then watching the Giants just just manhandle them, you know, not 2 weeks later, it just it kind of gives you a a perspective of what this team is. Uh you know, even one of our two two wins this year. I mean, the Giants beat them better, and I think the Giants we all thought were were much worse than us. But I, I really, I, I really don't know. There, there is. It's funny because on paper we should be better. There is some kind of disconnect between the coaching staff and the rest of the team, and I don't know if if. Jalen Hurts is that kink yet. You know what I mean? Like the kink in the hose that's holding it up. I'm not sure. Because like you said before, winning absolves all. And we have not seen any truly good play out of him outside of when the game's already well in hand and defenses start playing sticks against us and so he can run around against three-man rushes. Like, like, and that, yeah. I don't know what the I, mean, I, I don't know what the right answer is. You, you want to know if they're going to use a if they're going to look for a quarterback next year? I think in all likelihood, I think they draft somebody. And I I know that sucks because I'm not excited about pretty much any of the guys coming out next year. I know you were telling me the other day to look a little bit more into Kenny Pickett, but Kenny Pickett's like 24 years old. He's a red shirt senior. You know, by the yeah. time this team has any shot, he's going to be pushing 30. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Yeah, but no, it's 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 not the best uh, time to be looking into the QB market. That's for sure. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just going to be the tall. I mean, it sucks that it's we're at this point seven games into the season, and we have to start talking about draft picks and and looking into players like watching tape on quarterbacks and stuff like that. It's just it's just a shame that that you know I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty anti Howie right now. Um, after this game, I'm anti Sirianni. I'm anti Hertz. I'm anti Gannon. Um, and I just, I just have no faith 
in Jeffrey Lurie to do the right thing, Howie Roseman to do the right thing, Nick Sirianni or to or for Gannon to do it for that sake. And it's like maybe maybe this will be like something where we have egg on our face, but I just I I can't see it turning around and it's just like this pick's gonna keep going up. And it's I'm I'm very uh not excited to suffer through ten more weeks of this. Uh this year I don't see this turning around. I I, yeah, I I'm trying I know we've got an easy schedule coming up, but this does not appear to me like a team that's putting the pieces of the puzzle together right now. They do seem like you're, like they're declining. Like they're getting yeah. worse every week. Yeah, yeah, if I were if I were to think about it like, you know, uh we t- we don't typically give out letter grades, but I would say like looking week over week it's like, you know, offense started off as A and then, you know, sunk in there with the San Fran game, showed a, a you know, bottomed out in what I thought was Dallas started to look better in Kansas city, then took a week off against Carolina. Now this, uh, or who did we play in between Tampa in between? Oh yeah. Tampa. I, I blocked out that memory of that Tampa game. So, you know, Tampa was, you know, it's just, it's just like after week one, it seems like nothing has gone right on the offensive side. And then the defense, it seems to be getting worse every week as well. It's kind of, Kind of insane that uh, well, the deep line, the, the, the defense is playing so soft, and the the linebackers are such a liability. And I I'm one of those schmucks that gets flamed for saying that linebackers like not as important today. And and I'll stand by that. I don't think you need to have an elite linebacker on your team to make a good defense. But that doesn't mean you can roll out tire salesmen. And yeah, yeah, Alex there's, Singleton. There, there's a fine line. He is like the the ultimate. Like Davion Taylor to me is like, I guess he's raw, but he he just I don't know what he was doing this week. He was like looking every time he was in coverage. It seemed like he didn't know what was going on around him. It, like the amount of like bad angles and bad tackling I saw out of all those guys is just like insane. And Alex Singleton, I've said it before, is like. He should be a coach because he always seems to be in the right place and just never has any kind of ability to make a play. He's like physically just he doesn't belong in the NFL. So yeah, get that like guy a clipboard gets- or something, but get him the fuck off of the field. He, I, he Watching him get like young balled week in and week out is just – I would rather you just, just – Put somebody. I don't even care if it's a worse play. I don't even give a fuck. Get him off the field. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's funny. He like seems to get into the perfect position and then uh, turns into uh, a blow up doll or uh, Jello and just gets run right through. So it's it's a uh, it's hard watching this defense right now. I just um, I I feel like on both sides of the ball. Like last week, I was talking about how. Uh, I wasn't as concerned about the defense because I'm so worried about the offense. And, you know, I think that the defense can put it together if, you know, the offensive side of the ball holds onto the ball a little bit more, takes a little pressure off of them. And then this week it flips exactly on its head. And the defense, I thought, were more of a culprit. They kept the ball out of the offensive hand and uh, the offense never got a rhythm. And it's like at some point both sides of the ball are going to have to play uh, correctly. And I just – I don't know. Maybe it happens this week against a, a far lesser opponent on paper, but you know, it's just it seems like 
at no point during the season has the coaching on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball lined up with each other or with the play on the field, like perfectly executed, like plays versus a terrible uh, game plan. I've seen that. I've seen good game planning and terrible execution. And, you know, it's just at what point do you like, do you just give up hope of that ever happening? Cause I know uh, Jalen hurts and he's going to always say the right things. He's always going to be the uh, person to, you know, try to try to handle it professionally. But he said, you know, we're so close. We're so close to getting this. And it's just like, what, what is he watching that, that we're not? Cause I don't think it seems particularly close do you think it's? Do you think there there's any chance that it, just one side of the ball seems to line up with no, the game plan? They're, at once they're not. They're not close. They're not remotely close offensively. I think. I think they're not remotely. Cl- I don't even know why he would say that. I mean, I, he's saying that because he has to say that. But that's it. They're a team with no identity. You know, there's yeah. n- there's no way that their offensive identity is we run RPOs. Like it, it, it's not possible. They don't know what they're trying to do. There's no like theory behind it, and so, I again, it brings me right back to the same conversation, like this chicken or the egg conversation. Is Sirianni limited by Hertz, or is is Hertz limited by Sirianni? Are they just never yeah. going to click? You know, yeah. My, the fear, the fear that I have right now. I mean, the defensive side of the ball. You have all these picks. You can address it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, and it's not just like three first round picks. You know, you also have a second rounder and a third round. If you address defense, you know, you can put together a team that's going to be watchable. Uh, and, and you know, you're going to have a new defensive coordinator, I, I would suspect, or even with better players, this may look better. But then on the other side of the ball, it's like moving on from Nick Sirianni or not moving on from Jalen Hurts or not. Uh, you know, so I think at this point we would stick with Nick Sirianni. You'd move on from Jalen Hurts, but like, do you really want to risk it being both of their fault, or not only Nick Sirianni? You know what you know what I mean? Like, do you really want to sit here and risk another year of uh, a, another young quarterback or a veteran quarterback anyway? But then the same issues that we have with Nick Sirianni just show their face again. You know what I mean? Like, what if it is the chicken and the egg, not chicken or the egg? You know what I mean? It certainly could be, but I mean, are you confident in the Eagles to be able to go out and get a better coach? Because you know, th- this news came out, you know, just the other day. They were saying that the Chargers head coach Brandon Staley declined the Eagles and even to take an interview with the Eagles, and he he's a candidate for Coach of the Year. He declined even an interview with the Eagles. Evidently, because he didn't want to come to Howie Roseman, but the fact of the matter is, it's because we had Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts and no linebackers on this team, and Howie Roseman and, and Jeffrey Lurie, who there were rumors swirling that they were meeting with Peterson on Tuesdays to discuss why he didn't throw the ball enough. And they have Justin Herbert of, of reasonably good defense and playmakers on the offense. Like... Of course he didn't want to come here. Why would why would I believe that a guy like Brian Dable wants to come here next year? Or even a guy like Eric Bieniemy wants to come here next year? Why would I believe that, yeah. that the Eagles are capable of bringing in anybody than, better than Sirianni? And at this yeah, point, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I know I, I like Jalen Hurts as a guy. I, I like him as a person. I think his passion, his drive, and all are great. But I don't believe anymore 
like the light at the end of the tunnel with him for me is very dim. Like I am, I am very close to just saying this guy is never going to be good enough. It just happens sometimes. Sometimes quarterbacks just ain't good enough. And I'm not quite there with Sirianni, probably only because I am there with Hertz. Yeah. Yeah, and and I get it because it's. I mean, you want to salvage something out of the season, even if it is just a coach. I mean, and and I'm not as there where where you are with Jalen Hurts, just because you know, it's I, because I like him so much, and I want these picks to be not further quarterback. But um, I would say my light is dimming here. Probably the next four weeks are going to tell you everything you need to know about him. The next four weeks are going to tell you who he is completely. Because I mean. I can't imagine – I won't be sitting here saying it's just his 17th start. You know what I mean? I, I can't ride that bus for as long as I did for other players because, uh, you know, I'm I'm very much getting to the point where I am, I am tired as a Philadelphia sports fan of letting athlete after athlete, like, make a J.O. out of me. Like Carson Wentz and uh, Ben Simmons – and I'm getting worried. I'm not even close to this level, like, but I'm getting there with Jalen Hurts. And then, uh, you know, Carter Hart, uh, goalie for the Flyers, like, I'm like, he's the he's the Messiah. And then last year he has an off year, and I don't know what he is now. And I already went to bat so hard thinking that I was going to see, like, 15 championships over the last, you know, 10 years. And I've seen one, and that's cool, I guess. But I'm just sick of Philadelphia sports just giving me this – unwarranted hope and then just pissing it away you, you know every single team so frustrating to be a philadelphia sports fan right now yeah you're absolutely right so all right let me ask you so let's say this year continues to go down the path that's that's going down and let's just say we win two more games okay you go into next year and i think from where we are now I do believe that the most likely scenario is uh, is Hertz is is gone, mm-hmm. and Sirianni sticks around to get another year. I think it's the most likely scenario right now. Howie Roseman calls you up and says, "We got three first round picks. Two of them are in the top ten because now that Colts one is I think thirteen now." And uh, yeah, quick. Quick draft update if we're going to do that. We have a two right now. We have two overall, uh, 13 overall, and six overall. Okay. So Indy, Indy's moved up to, to 13. I don't need names from you, but what are you? What are the three positions that you're addressing first in, in next year's draft? Um, so if that, if that gentleman from Oregon is available, Thibodeau. I think you – Thibodeau. The defensive end you're talking about? Uh, defensive end, yeah. Defensive end from Oregon or Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Um, I know that by this time I'm, I may be laughing at what I'm saying right now because I feel like at this point everybody's always picking like a position player and then by the time we're talking about draft season, a quarterback's come out and he's going to be the consensus one for better or for worse. Uh, it, you know, it's a quarterback-driven league. But if I was doing it right now, I would I would be doing everything I can to get one of those two difference makers on defense and getting like a certified blue chip can't miss player, and I think that's what that is. And I don't want to risk it on this quarterback class that isn't as 
sure as what this defensive end uh, Thibodeau looks to be, or even although it's less impactful position, I know it's safety. A lot of people don't say you pick a safety that early in the draft, but I think that uh, I think that he, it isn't the case when it's this level of player with Kyle Hamilton. So I think those two guys are the one. Like I'm trying to get out of the first. You know, say we're say we're in the top three. I'm I'm leaving the draft with one of those two like stud players. So you want a stud defensive end and a stud safety? We'll say, say say uh, give me a stud defensive end. I want a stud corner, and then I think you know you you go the. Uh, I still think you're going to be in the top fifteen. So I think if you if Jalen Hurts is gone, I think you can get a quarterback there. And you may be getting the second best quarterback in the draft because I, I think that's that's the way the draft's shaping up to be. Um, you know, right now looking at it, Detroit is the only team. Detroit, Houston, the Giants may be in the market for a quarterback. You know, Washington will be. Um, but then you have you have the Jets up there. You're going to have Jacksonville up there. Uh, if New England stays around where they are, they're going to be up high. There, there's going to be a lot of teams with young quarterbacks that may not need to draft them at that point in the right, uh, right. You know, at this point next year. So you may be able to get a discount in quarterback who's actually the second best quarterback in the draft. So, so I guess, I guess right now, if I have to, because I'm because we're walking away from Jalen because it's you know the season ended just now and and we're here. I'm getting two defensive players, maybe a stud safety stud. stud cornerback stud something I'll take a stud linebacker any give me the two best defensive players regardless of position and then give me the the quarterback that falls whether it be Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral uh I know the quarterback from Cincinnati is getting some hype right now so one of those three um and 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 see what you can do with this because one thing that is uh I, I I talk a lot about wanting to build the foundation for your team and then getting the quarterback. One thing that I read uh, this week is, you know, what if you build your team well, which, you know, that's that's in and of itself an accomplishment, and you end up like Washington where you're playing, you know, you're playing well enough not to be in that prime position to get a quarterback, but you're playing uh, not good enough because you don't have that quarterback and you're never making the, the playoffs or, or being a serious Super Bowl contender. So that's another thing that you have to be cognizant of, uh, in this draft is you almost have to get a quarterback next year because you don't know what your team's going to look like. And if it's ahead of schedule, you may never get a shot at a quarterback again. Well, I mean, so, if, if, if you really think that if you're the Eagles, you've got three, you've almost certainly got three first round picks. Maybe the, maybe the best choice is to kind of kick the can down the road and, and move one of the three. For, oh, I love that idea for something in the, like a year out. Like okay, we'll swap ones, and then you give us a piece because you're moving up a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, getting like an extra one and swapping ones. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean if, there's, like a if there's a quarterback there that a team, Washington football team, great example. Maybe they're in love with Kenny Pickett. Maybe they want him bad, and you're picking at 13, and he's right there, but you're not sold. And let's just say Minshew came in because we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And looked passable. And I don't think Gardner Minshew is the future of quarterback in Philadelphia. But let's just say you can you can you can play games with Minshew. He's not a the liability that we've had that so far this year. 
do you then say to Washington, we'll swap ones and you'll give us something else this year, you come get your guy, and then the following year after you've spent some time building a foundation, now you've got two ones, you can use one of them on a quarterback or maybe you trade them to move up and get a quarterback. Or maybe the, I don't know what the market looks like as far as free agents the following year, but that's an interesting move maybe. I mean, maybe that's what they have to do. They have to consider moving one of them. Yeah, yeah, and I guess your own question, are you, is that one of your two picks? Like, what do you want to do with the other two? Are you thinking similar side of the ball, thinking on defense, or or where where are you at? Uh, I was going to say Stingley from LSU, the corner, and and Thibodeau would, would be my other one if we're high enough to get him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if it works out the way that it's looking right now, I, I think Detroit does go quarterback. So I think you could get Thibodeau, but the only problem is um, the coach of the Lions just seemed like the type of dude who would who would uh, fall in love with a defensive end who is a stud. You know what I mean? But who, who are we kidding? I mean, spoiler: we're going to talk about the uh, Detroit Eagles game, but I, I think the Eagles are going to lose to them too. So I don't even know if they're going to have one hundred and one. Yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know. I just, I mean, it's it's week seven, you know. So yeah. there's a lot of unknowns going on right now, of course. But I mean, if I'm if I'm the Eagles right now, yeah, I'm I'm probably taking two defensive players, um, and then I'm seeing what my options are at quarterback, and maybe maybe trading out of that third one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. If I if I had to guess anything, you know, I I know we'll both think it's a good decision. Um, and it probably will work out because the value will, will almost automatically be uh, on the side of the team that's getting an extra pick out of it. But it's such a Howie Roseman thing to do to trade one of these picks to the next year to keep his job. Like, oh, look, hold on. I got these two other picks that I, you know, I, I, uh, I acquired one of these picks. I should at least get to, you know, it just seems like he's going to kick the can down so many times because he's going to want that job security as well. Howie I know it sucks so bad. Howie Roseman, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he can't. I feel like uh, I feel like the um, the Breaking Bad, where it's like he can't keep getting away with this. That's how I feel right now. Watching uh, Howie Roseman continuing to uh, duck the blame while this team goes up in flames for a second year in a row. I mean, listen. In in the off season, I defended him a little bit. Only you know in regards to the draft picks in the last few years because I, I did think, and I, I do still believe that there was a serious problem with um, development of these young guys. But my patience is wearing thin, and, and I'm I'm probably one of the bigger Howie, Howie defenders. I think that the, the Howie Roseman, uh, the Howie Roseman hates probably a little blown out of proportion. But then I think about, I think about things like Hurts in the second last year. And mm-hmm. no matter how you slice it, no matter if you like him now and you think he's going to end up being good or not, it was just a, oh, it was it was just a bad use of resources, just silly. Mm-hmm. And it's just another example of, of us and him outsmarting themselves, just like Nick Sirianni did this week by accepting a penalty, which would have left, which would have left them fourth and three on their 45, which is a 58-yard field goal. Rather than take that, he gave them another shot, which resulted in what a forty-five-yard bomb down the sideline, watching Stephen Nelson get like young ball. Yeah, like yeah. it's just it's just like always got to be the smartest guy in the room. Always got to be the cleverest. 
we're gonna do oh we're gonna be on the cutting edge well this is this is what we have now thank you my yeah thank thank you so much for the cutting edge i want to cut my wrist with the cutting edge uh anyway um i guess i guess next what, what do we have we've looked at the draft picks but we can uh we can delve into that uh, for a second here, um, just specifically on. Um, I want to touch on Miami. They stink. That was that was me touching on Miami. They stink so bad. So yeah, I'm, I, I mean, if there's any if there's anything that the Philadelphia Eagles fans can find joy in this year is the pain of Miami Dolphins fans knowing that they stink and they don't even get the pick to go along with it. Okay. There is a legitimate shot that we have one and two this year. Like a very that's leg- so crazy. <laughs> it's, it's it's really nuts. Are you yeah, interested be... at all in in moving picks this off season for Russell Wilson? Um, I would move a pick for Russell Wilson. You know, if you have like if we have like one and two, or like you know two picks in the top 10, I wouldn't mind moving one or two of those picks and still having like a top 10 pick or, or, you know, a top tier pick. Uh, Cause I just think he's that good. But if the asking price is anywhere near uh, like three picks, I just think it's, I mean, it's too, there's too many holes on this team. Um, and I know people will say it's easier to fill the holes with a quarterback, but still it's, I just don't want to be the team with the super good quarterback and then everything else is just terrible because we've yeah. we've seen how that goes. Yep, yep. Last thing I want to address on the Hurts conversation, on the offensive conversation. I, I mm-hmm. mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I do want to get your take on it. Are you at all interested in seeing Gardner Minshew start a game for the Eagles this year? Uh, not Not right now. Because I'm, I still, I still am, you know, while while leaning more into the Hertz's issues of missing those layup throws, I still do stand by my take of thinking that um, if the if the offense didn't uh, get derailed so fast and getting away from the the game plan, I I'm curious to see what Hertz looks like in a situation where everything's not on fire. I don't know if I'll ever get to see that, but. Um, I want to give him a couple more weeks before I'm fully done on the guy. And then I think you have to, if it keeps going this way towards the end of the season, because you need to know um, what you have in Sirianni as a play caller. You need to at least be able to vet him against the different quarterback to have that variable controlled versus, you know, the independent variable or whatever. Uh, If you know what that means, you're a nerd anyway. So don't even listen to this sports podcast. Um, But you know, I, I want to see that. So I guess, I guess not right now. I'd like to give Jalen a chance to turn it around. But if things continue to go this way, I think you have to to see what you have in Nick Sirianni. God, this podcast sucks when we agree about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so boring. You know. I want to fight. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, well, we can. Well, and we're gonna we're gonna keep agreeing uh, about stuff. I think, unfortunately, but. Um, it does suck. It does suck. This is the first time that this podcast has ever felt like a responsibility instead of a joy. Yeah. And then I accidentally, and then I, and then I accidentally got stoned before this one. So <laughs> it feels disjointed on top of everything. And I feel like I'm talking in gibberish anyway. So <laughs> this is, I'm putting as much effort into this podcast that the Eagles put into uh, playing the uh, Las Vegas Raiders last week. 
Baba Booey. I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm just trying to figure out how I can get my dog to stop barking. We're, since we're uh, remote tele- today, since we're remote today, telekinesis. Uh, I didn't have to get my dogs out of the house to do this. And, yeah, you uh, can't even hear it. Oh, I can hear it, and so can oh. they. I think. Um, more. Yeah, f- no, the, the people just you know that's just our third guest. Yeah, our our guest Arrow. He's a dick. Arrow's a dick. Um, but no, no, I I I agree. I don't think it's time yet. I don't. I wouldn't bench Hertz. You know, this week. But that that time may be coming sooner rather than later, because I, I think you know we, there's a strong consideration that Hertz is holding up the playbook and that he's just not the right quarterback for Sirianni's system, and that you need somebody. Well, that you just need somebody who can throw the ball more consistently. And while while Gardner Minshew isn't breaking any records, and I don't think. I don't think he's going to be the quarterback of the future, and I hate to be this guy because I hate to be like the atypical Philly fan who just give, loves give a backup. backup. And and I said it late. I said it all last year. Philly just loves a backup. That's why they're they're piping up Jalen Hurts so much. They want Carson going. They love backup quarterbacks all the time. I think we had an entire episode where we talked about Philly's obsession. Our first episode. Yeah, okay. It was it was it was our first one. Wow. We talked about the obsession that Philly has with backups and I hate to be that guy. But I don't think I want to see Gardner Minshew because I think he's going to be a great quarterback here. But I do want to see him because I want to see Nick Sirianni use a different style of quarterback. It's not even the style. Use a quarterback that can make basic throws and he is a much better passer today than Jalen Hurts is. So so that's yeah. that's that's what I want to see. And and I think it yeah, just it, provides it, us some with some clarity. So basically exactly the same thing you said. You stole my point. I should have just said it and not asked you. That's my fault. Yeah. In in future things just never let me speak at all. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, it, I mean it's it's just it's just such a city situation uh as a whole right now. But I mean, the, the, the one thing that I was talking to someone and it, I, I, uh, I, I do want to give the, the listener some hope here. Um, you know, my, uh, my buddy who is a Steelers fan, you know, big, you know, big football guy loves Pitt, uh, which it was, it was doubly worse to go to Pitt uh, in a game that was basically a playoff game. They're playing Clemson. I, uh, you know, Clemson has been pretty dominant in the ACC uh, and Pitt went and beat them. And it was just so terrible to watch a competent football team and then go watch the Eagles. Like they made stops on third down. They had ballsy fourth, uh, fourth, uh, fourth and fourth and seven for a touchdown. Uh, they threw the ball and the receiver was able to continue on his route and catch it in stride. I didn't, I, I didn't know that was allowed anymore. I thought it was like it was just you had to catch it when you were standing still, and then you could run. Wow! So it was just it was just it was just hard at this point. Didn't expect to hear um, you come after your boy so hard. I'm surprised. Listen, you know, listen, you know, friendship, you know, and and I like to consider him and I friends. Uh, you know, it, it means being honest with each other in the times where they need it the most. And you know, I can't baby him forever. I don't think. Uh, that I'm done with him, but I do need him to give me something so that I can start being annoying to other people again uh, about him. So that's, that's where I'm at. Um, But he said, you know, 
I was like, this is just the worst thing in the world to be. And he's like, you know, I, he was, he said something along the lines of, I don't think you realize just how much you can turn your team around with three first round picks. Like it's it, cause it's, it, I mean, it's so rare. It's something that we're like talking about because of how bad the team is, but it really is something that can turn a team around overnight. So, you know, when you inject that much talent, that, you know, if you're picking the right guys, which is going to be difficult, but you would imagine when you're t- taking them in the top 15, you're more likely to be right than wrong. Um, this team could be very exciting very soon. Uh, if, if nothing else, but they're going to have another three or four studs to watch along with what Smith will be. And I think Hargrave has fall, fallen firmly into the stud territory after the way he's played so far this year. Yeah. I uh, guess what? You might be right. You might be right. They have a lot hey, of picks next year. Well, too. Listen, yeah, they. I think they have eleven now, and they it'll do. be pretty funny because I, <laughs> great use of the sound effect. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 the that's the bright side if you're looking for one. And I think by the time April rolls around, and then subsequently. Uh, you know, first set of like OTAs. If this Dominaric, we're talking to the Dominaric that are going to be hanging out in like April, we would we would just beat the shit out of ourselves right now. Just like, how could you even? How could you even not think that we're going to be great next year? Nick Sirianni with Gardner Minshew looking like they're throwing dimes. We're going to get two defensive players in the draft. Who knows what quarterback we walk well, out with? That's we're a going, pretty interesting. We're going, that's a pretty interesting thing that could happen. If if what if. Ah, uh, you got me doing it already. What if yeah, see, what if Minshew's good? Ah, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that to myself. Yeah, don't even don't even do that to yourself. But you know, would it? But listen, what if he is good? What if he's what if he's the swag lord that was promised? Nah, probably not. No, probably no. not. Probably not. <laughs> but all right, stamps. but he could he could be good enough to make this offense look competent this year. And if that's the case, maybe then, it, then, then maybe maybe we retain him for one more year while we build this right. team. That's that's what I think the ideal scenario for the Eagles and Gardner Minshew is: is that we make each other look good. He's ultimately not the answer, but maybe he gets a contract somewhere because we made him look good, and maybe we are in a position and we have some belief in our head coach because he made us look good. Like it, it's a mutually beneficial thing. Yeah, or or he starts the last three games against uh, the worst defense in the league in Washington, the worst defense in the league in New York Giants, and uh, a Dallas Cowboys team with nothing to play for, and we spend the whole offseason talking ourselves into Gardner Minshew and then do this all again. Very, so, very likely happy, scenario. <laughs> happy, happy Halloween. Certainly could happen. We are your torturers. We're your that. Oh, I understood that reference. Almost nobody else will, but I, I won't if, sleep. If he's well listening, huh? He knows. <laughs> I, I can't get. I can't even get hot food with this Eagles football team. <laughs> All right, moving on. We do have to play against Detroit next week. Um, you know they're a winless team. Jared Goff stinks. Um, you know what, what do you what do you think? What are the keys to beating that winless team? Since that's something we have to discuss. 
uh, I guess the keys are when your all pro uh, defensive tackle goes, I don't like the way you're using me. Change the, you know, start using your defensive line in a way that it'll be a little bit more aggressive and uh, play a little more press coverage. And, you know, trust that uh, if you're going to say, you know, you use a cover two shell. Uh, I think you could probably lighten that up against Jared Goff. And if Jared Goff cuts you up deep, uh, you know what? They deserve to get their first win anyway. So I, You know what? It's funny I, you mention that because it's weird. Individually, statistically, Slay's having a great year. We've talked about it a few times. I'm sure his numbers look a little bit worse after last week. But still, Steven Nelson's not having a terrible year. I mean, he's Yeah, going, Maddox neither. Maddox is having a great year. So why are you yeah. so scared? To let these corners play, let them play. You've got yeah. huge liabilities and, and, at the at the linebacking position. You've got liabilities in safety, and you're you're just like you're not allowing your corners to be good at what they're doing. Why not just let the safeties? You know, the, the, when's the last time a safety came down to help a linebacker? It's not like the linebackers are making tackles against the running game. They're getting blown off of their spots at the second level. Let the linebackers come up and help. Don't be so afraid to let their let these corners cover these fucking guys. Yeah, and and if that backfires, I mean, at least you could say you tried something different at this point. Because I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that what you're doing right now isn't working. No, they're dicing you and up. I, they're dicing you up with the intermediate routes because your 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 corners are playing so far off the ball, and your safeties are forty yards downfield. And what you're you're going to trust your linebackers to cover? They're horrible. It's the worst worst linebacking core in the NFL. Yeah, it's it makes no sense. Uh, it's like it's like totally ignoring the personnel and and just forcing your scheme, your scheme, your scheme. Uh, and that just to me is you know, it, it's if if what you were saying about Nick Sirianni is true. Uh, I mean, he and and I don't believe it, but if he's cutting out eighty percent of his playbook because his team isn't good enough, at least he's making an attempt. A terrible one, you know. In that case, it's not a good idea. But at least he's looking at what he has and saying, "Okay, maybe I shouldn't do this because it won't work." It's like Gannon's like, "Nah, let me just let me just try it for the eighth week in a row, the seventh week in a row. This time, I think it's really going to be different." It's like it's it's insanity. It's inc- it's just incredibly irresponsible. Um, yeah. As far as Detroit goes, big playmakers you got to watch out for: T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, I think that dude is a very, very good tight end. Now he's been, you know, hampered by the fact that Jared Goff's thrown to him now and not Matt Stafford. But he is probably my favorite guy on that offense. I like DeAndre Swift a lot, too. Uh, Yeah, I kind of forgot about DeAndre Swift. Pride pride of prep. Yeah. Yeah, they have the archetype team. Like if if like the Eagles were really good and you needed to beat their defense one way, um, it would be through the tight end and uh, the running game because our linebackers are so bad uh, and we're terrible. And it's like the blueprint to beat us, even with a terrible team, is what they have, which is kind of why I'm so afraid of this game. It it feels like just. They have exactly what they'll need to beat us, and I don't think our offense is, you know, at this stage. If it doesn't change, I mean, I know that they have some injuries and you know some some serious 
uh, lack of talent on the defensive side of the ball. But, I mean, what have you seen from Nick Sirianni and and this Eagles offense to make you believe that they can bully anybody, even if it's Detroit and, you know, their third stringers? My hope for this week is that Nick Sirianni says to himself, okay, this team is really bad. If there's an opportunity for me this year to take the training wheels off and to let Hurts do everything, this is it. And so maybe they come out and their offense looks more varied and more competent because he's not panicking into RPOs anymore because he just, at this point, you have to find out, right? So that's yeah, that's yeah, my like, I would like to see that. My fingers crossed. He's going to say, "All right, fuck it. You're either going to sink or swim. I can't protect you anymore. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be under center considerably more. We're going to be running real play actions, not just RPOs. We're going to be running the ball, dedicated runs. Like, and I know we lost Sanders, and he was our best running back, and he's the best guy between the tackles. Because as much as I like Gamewell, he's not the same guy." Right. as Miles Sanders, but you've got Boston Scott back there. Run the fucking ball. And, you know, let let Jalen Hurts play a full game. Let him play the game that you that other quarterbacks in this league are asked to play and see what he's got. Because if he doesn't have it now, you gotta start wondering about next year. So so let's go. This yeah. is the time to do it. This is the litmus test. If there's ever gonna be one, if there's ever gonna be a time where you can just Open the whole playbook up. It's this week, and that—that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that, I think that's that's probably the most optimistic way you can look at this game. If you're if you're an Eagles fan, let's hope that uh, they they really open up the playbook for them and see if we can hang with see if we can hang with Detroit. Wow, scary. Yeah, but I mean, <sighs> I, right. I, I I understand. Like, I if if my theory is correct. And maybe I'm maybe I understand it because I'm trying to retrofit it into my theory. But you know, when you've got a guy that's got weaknesses like standing in the pocket, it's hard to ask him to be under center and take a five step drop. You know what I mean? Like that's I, I get it, but he again, he's either gonna sink or swim, and now this is the week that you've got an opportunity to find out if on easy mode he can do it. So that yeah. that's what I'd like to see. Yeah, and and I mean let, let's let's be honest with you. I mean you I think will come out of this and you know uh, be realistic and and kind of say you know it was just the lines. But if that goes well, I mean I, I hope you're ready for just victory laps, the the likes of which you've never seen before next week. Just you're a crumb uh, creep, lush cow. <laughs> you're the crumb bum of the week. Just, just for saying that. I'm the crumb I'm the crumb bum of the week, but I'm not as, I'm not ashamed of it. Um. Yeah. So I. I mean. I don't. I don't have much else for this game. I think the, uh, the Eagles have sucked uh, the life from me this weekend uh, or this week. So I need. I need a banging Halloween party and an Eagles win to to reinvigorate me. Uh, it's going to slap. It's going to be a good time. Thirty bucks yeah, all I, you can drink. Best, yeah, and the best part about it is if. Well, first off, listen. If if you guys, if anyone comes dressed as the Philly specialist uh, as their costume. Uh, I'll cover one half of all you can drink per per person. Uh, I guess if they're the Philly specialists, I'll buy one of their all you can drink packages. But the costume's got to be good. So yeah, you can't just wear uh, the t-shirt. 
yeah, you gotta have you gotta have more to it. Yeah. Right, anyway, anyway, that that'll be good. And because what else is there? We're, so we're not that we're not that interesting. So what else? Could yeah. Flip flops, backwards hat. That's about backwards it. Backwards hat. That's about all yeah, we got going. Um, yeah, yeah. There's really not much. <laughs> you can you can go in. Uh, uh, you got to cover your arms with fake hair to to be me, I suppose. Walk around on your knees to be me. <laughs> And and get and get absolutely irresponsibly irresponsibly drunk the whole entire party. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, we're all gonna do it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to some of the little stuff uh, this week. We obviously have an egg bet. If the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. Again, very uh, simple. If the Eagles win this week, <laughs> I'm eating a raw egg. There's nothing to it. That's all yeah, I need you know is a what? win. Let's do it. Let's get let's, let's let's do it. If the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. If the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. <laughs> yeah, did I tell you uh, during the game, our our boy Dante, our man Dante, texted me uh, at at uh, seven at six seventeen. So like right as the game was ending, can I just an egg, please? Can I can I please just one egg, one egg bet, please? Uh, and then I responded because I was probably banged up at the time. Uh, I, I just want to eat an egg so bad. I want diarrhea so bad. So <laughs> he, fa- he tried we to FaceTime me while I was on mission space. <laughs> <laughs> I was on, I was oh. in Epcot and I couldn't get my phone and Dama was having a fit because she was like, oh, I'm claustrophobic. And she wouldn't let me go on the orange one. She made me go on the green one. Frankly, this weekend was a disaster. This this uh, <laughs> this vacation was not good. Just just hell on earth. Well, it was the worst. Well, you know what? Here's here's the good news. You'll find a way to make money um, with the fantasy corner after that egg bet. Yeah. Um, oh, I beat the shit out of Dom in fantasy this week. I beat you by almost forty, didn't I? Tell the people. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So we actually played each other in two leagues, and I beat him in one, and he beat me in one. And then we continue to shit pump uh, a league that we're working in together, and that's all I really want to talk about uh, when it comes to fantasy. You beat so, me? Thanks. What league did you beat me? Oh, the 12. Yeah, I, I beat you in the 12. You don't even look at the 12, man. I don't. This is You're a, tanking. I mean, I, I set my lineup. I'm not a jerk-off. But, and I mm-hmm. still do pickups and drop-ads because I try to win each week, but... You know, I'm I'm in tank mode for sure. I sold all my I sold yeah. this year's picks for for a win, so that's fine. You know, things happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hey, we are you know we Better are pushing are we are pushing the shit in of that uh, that other league we dr- we joined this year. Our dynasty league. Yeah, yeah. We we totally uh, saw Derrick Henry turning into a god again uh, coming. So you know, it's just too easy for us. Yeah. Yeah. You got any um, starts and sits this week? I got a couple starts. Yeah, uh, start uh, DeAndre Swift um, <laughs> because he's going to absolutely snap. Um, and I would sit. Uh, I'd sit. Kenny Gainwell. Because I think I think uh, I think it's going to be a real Jordan Howard game this week. 
So if you can go, if you can go get Jordan Howard before he gets called up from the practice squad, that may be my backup start of the week. DeAndre Swift hmm. and uh, Jordan Howard just running all over the place this week. That's a bold one. Jordan Howard is a yeah. bold, 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 bold one. Uh, my start might this be week. a free space. A what? A free space in all my daily, uh, my daily fantasies. Just, just to oh. see, just to see how it works out. Uh, Maybe Boston Scott might be a better pick. The mm. daily fantasies—that's we'll like just the kind of thing that wins you, uh, wins you a lot of no. money. So, you know, I'm uh, dying. I'm due. I'm due. I'm gonna start this week. I'm gonna start Ryan Tanyan. Uh, they're banged up. Green Bay. Devontae Adams is out with COVID, and he's gonna need to throw the ball to somebody. I think he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of targets this week. Uh, my other start, and I know you know. Most people are already going to be starting Calvin Ridley, but he hasn't been as good as as a lot of people expected so far this year. Um, he's a must-start this week, I think, for most teams in most leagues. Uh, Russell Gage is back. That'll help to open up a little bit for him, and I think he's got a pretty good matchup, I believe. So I'd start him. And my sit this week, if you can, and I know wide receiver is a little desolate, you know, I know there's there's a lot of guys that are hurt or on by, blah, blah, blah. But if you can sit DJ Moore, I would. Yeah. Something, man, that 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 Sam Darnold experience went went south quick, didn't it? Out of nowhere. Yeah. I think he just was I think he was just like pretending for three weeks and then he was like, nah, just kidding, this is who I really am. Uh and, and that's that's what we're saying now. Yeah, it must be. Mm-hmm. What's left on the agenda? You got any any hot yeah, I'll give you, bets? Any wise plays from Dom? Uh, you know, it's a tough slate this week, but I think that uh, despite the COVID stuff with Green Bay, um, I think six and a half points is too much. Uh, and if you can get it at seven, then I would lock that in as soon as it goes to seven. So give me Green Bay tonight if you're listening to this on Thursday. Uh, to just uh, cover the six and a half. If you can get seven, that's that's really, really good. Um, and uh, we'll see. I still think there's a part of me that thinks Green Bay still will pull this out. That's kind of like a classic um, Aaron Rodgers game to win. If It just feels something about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll get crushed. But uh, if, if, uh, if the Eagles win and Green Bay wins, then – I'm eating eggs, and I'm going to be real arrogant next week saying that uh, Jalen Hurts is the guy. Yeah, uh, that's it's quite the prediction. Um, no, I, 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 I don't think they're going to win. I think I think, uh, I think the Cardinals are going to eat. I think if they win this week, I'll be I'll – be, I'm like 87.5% on the fact that they're a wagon. Uh, if they win this week, it goes to 100%. They're their full wagon. Yeah, I, I actually love that team. I love Kyler Murray so much. I really do. He I mm-hmm. loved him since he was a rookie. Um I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be in the Super Bowl this year. So and I think that's what we got today, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh thank you guys for listening again. Uh uh I promise not to be uh this miserable ever again. Um but uh, well, no. If they lose to Detroit, I may just cry. Tough promise to make. Hard, hard to stick yeah. to that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'll just cry. If worst case scenario, I'll just I'll just uh, cry next week, and you guys can listen to me. Uh, you know, 
whatever the term is, weep. Yeah, weep. Go birds. Go birds as always. We're going to play out with a little Iron Maiden today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Kill me. (laughs) (laughs) You'll take my life, but I'll take yours too. You fire musket, but I'll run you through. So when you're waiting for the next attack. If the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. Don't get the sun